This is the Get In My Garden podcast, episode 29, and this is Aaron Moskowitz. Because of holiday scheduling, instead of an interview, I have decided to share some geeky info about recent deep earth soil discoveries and open up a discussion about how this all could ultimately relate to our goal of colonizing Mars. I will be quoting a few articles from the BBC and Space.com. We are certainly living in very interesting times for technology and for science. As a futurist and space geek myself, I'm really interested in what systems we will devise for farming on Mars. I'm also interested in what life we may find underground already living on Mars, or at least fossilized remnants of it. Here on Earth, the soil food web is of great interest for farmers and gardeners, and so much research has happened over the last several decades to better understand microbes and their subterranean ecosystems. In fact, the underground biosphere is basically twice as big as Earth's oceans and contains some 23 billion tons of organisms. The Deep Carbon Observatory calls it the Subterranean Galapagos. The DCO is a collaboration of around 1,000 scientists studying deep Earth ecosystems. According to researchers, knowing how organisms survive in the extreme conditions below Earth's surface will help us understand the origins and evolution of life on our planet and perhaps our closest neighbor Mars. Deep Earth microbes that can live miles beneath land and seafloor habitats are called intraterrestrials, and about 70% of all the bacteria and archaea on Earth live in this subsurface environment. We know very little about them because they are so hard to access. The Deep Carbon Observatory has sampled hundreds of deep earth habitats, sometimes drilling boreholes three miles deep to reach them, and also investigating existing mines. Millions of microbe species are estimated to occupy this biosphere, and some are able to survive boiling temperatures or pressure 400 times those at sea level. The deepest mines on Earth are in South Africa. Most recently, previously unknown species of nematodes which are very tiny and hardy worms, have been found miles underground in the hot dark depths of the South African gold mines. No one knows how they got down there, but they could have been living in the mines for thousands of years, or maybe they are part of a different complex deep underground ecosystem that has never been studied before. Their very existence suggests that complex life can survive far deeper in the earth than we ever thought possible. Something very interesting is that nematodes can transform into a special form called the dower stage, for those who are interested in Googling it, it's D-A-U-E-R, which makes it so that they are preserved with limited water and food for very long time periods. We really don't know how long, but it could be as long as thousands of years. Then they reawaken when conditions are good again. This makes them very similar to tardigrades, those microbes that look like little bears, that can survive being boiled, frozen, crushed, dried out, or blasted into space by going into a kind of stasis. In the dower stage, the nematode also goes into stasis, and its metabolism slows way down. The stage is triggered by a pheromone that occurs when there is lack of food, high temperature, or overcrowding. Nematodes in the dower state are spectacularly resilient, too. When the space shuttle Columbia broke up after re-entering Earth's atmosphere in 2003, there were nematodes on board. They survived both the disintegration and the fall back to Earth. Nematodes have populated most all of the world. They can be found in hot springs, deserts, high up in mountains, and in the deepest oceans. They live in Antarctica, inside the bellies of other animals, including humans, and even inside the placentas of sperm whales. Before researching the deep underground mines and their soil, it was only believed that nematodes could live within the 30 feet of topsoil that is considered part of the soil food web. The researchers did extensive research on the environments around the mines, too, 
to confirm the worms were not accidentally transported to the underground environment from the miners, but that they originated in the deep underground soil, and they were completely unique nematodes preferring to eat the local bacteria biofilm. Another unknown species was found thriving in water 2.2 miles down in the Tautona mine, where temperatures are around 48 degrees Celsius. That's hotter than any surface temperature on Earth. This mystery species was the deepest living animal ever found. It makes me wonder how deep we would have to drill on Mars to find life if it exists there. Although conditions in the deep subsurface of Earth are extreme, they are not extreme for a nematode. Those living in topsoil can cycle from scorching sunlight to excessive drought to flooding or to freezing within 24 hours. They experience stress on a daily basis throughout the whole year. And as a side note, this is why they're the easiest beneficial insect to work with in your garden when something goes awry. You can order beneficial insects right off Amazon. It now seems that life down there under the earth is far more diverse than previously thought. The boreholes sampled from the South African mine do not just contain bacteria and nematodes. They are home to a host of other small animals from flatworms and segmented worms to fungi, microscopic rotifers, which are basically complex microbes, and even what appears to be a crustacean. The organisms also have a wide range of lifestyles. Some of the fungi appear to be infecting nematode worms in their environment, suggesting they are parasitic fungi. One of the nematodes that is a carnivore is much bigger than the others and survives by eating smaller animals. This all makes me keep thinking about the sci-fi book Dune, those humongous worms, and the fact that we are just learning about what lies beneath the surface of Mars. Who knows, maybe even below the Earth could exist much larger animals and worms, we just don't know. Over the next decade, I cannot wait to hear about what is found. In October 2014, Researchers from Yale University reported evidence of bacteria living as deep as 12 miles underground. They examined rocks on Lopez Island off the coast of Washington state, and the rocks contain unusually high levels of lightweight forms of carbon, which is a hallmark of microbes that form methane. The study suggests that microbes buried deep in the Earth's crust altered the ancient rock's chemical makeup. What will we find on Mars? Regardless, there is no doubt in my mind that we will use Earth's microbes as they are or as a new superversion that we've created in a lab to make farming on Mars possible and potentially even to terraform the whole planet. Microbes were able to turn our Earth into a place that is habitable for the animals that evolved here, and they will be critical on Mars too. Let me know what you think and share your ideas for how fungi and microbes will be used on Mars. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you like the show, and leave positive reviews to support it. You can reach me directly via the contact methods anchored at the top of my website, getinmygarden.com. Starting in the new year, there will be new podcast episodes about CBD oil and how to make your own, more information on controlled environment agriculture, from small-scale backyard to larger-scale greenhouses, novel beekeeping techniques to save money, an overview of water harvesting and cutting-edge water-wise gardening setups, and of course, great new content in the genre of mycology. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful Christmas.